This week, we're going to start a new series called Building a Deck from the Ground Up. And uh, we're going to go through all the phases of building a deck, from layout to setting up your first beer right on the table on the deck there. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. The Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. All right, here we go. We're going to start a new series, and we're calling this Building a Deck from the Ground Up. We're not sure how many is going to be in here. We're going to have quite a few different segments to this whole thing. So uh, make sure you stay tuned. And, of course, you're going to want to click on that little uh, subscribe button, ding the bell, so you get notified every time. It's over on this side, right in, right in here. I know. I you can't reach. I never part. make good weather, man. <laughs> <laughs> Click the bell. Also, you can leave a note if if we're. Uh, I think we're going to be talking about certain things that apply to certain parts of the country. So uh, we might be talking about codes that apply to us here in Chicago. When you're in Arizona, it may not apply. So or you may have a different method of actually addressing some of those issues. And I know Rich in Florida is also going to be saying, well, I don't we'll have to dig a hole 42 inches deep. Exactly. And in Florida, codes <laughs> right. are, are really strong suggestions, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, no, they, then, I have I have about 52 more inspections on a house in Florida than you do in Chicago. Oh, right. my goodness. Yeah. So, oh, and, yeah. And it, again, it, even in Florida, it depends on where you are in Florida as to the amount of inspections and, and the, the way you're going to build that deck. So uh, we'll get yes. started with that. So. What's our first step here? We got, we want to do one of these babies right here. This is going to be our. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously building goal. a deck, having a little more outdoor recreation area on your house, regardless of where you live, live, Wiff. live in the United States. Yes. Well, we live with a way to wab it over by there. Jeez. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Cut. So having a deck on the back of your house does increase your enjoyment of your backyard and all that, depending on your view. I mean, if you have a view of a lake or water, you know what I mean? It's always oh, sure. nice. So, um, but th it's obviously last year when lumber prices shot up, nobody was going to build a deck. I mean, right. everybody wanted to build a deck and then they went to a box store and they got a price on lumber. and went, yeah, we're going to shelve that. We're going to get the new Ferrari. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it was cheaper. Right. Right, and the prices have come down considerably, but uh, they're oh still yeah, not, lumber right as of today around four twenty per thousand board feet, which is still a little higher than it was a few years ago. But I mean, we're talking it was twelve thirteen hundred dollars per thousand board feet. Yeah. So I mean, we're talking serious, significant difference. Yeah. All right, so building a deck on your own, it, it, it is a choice. It's not exactly really hard. It's not rocket science, but there's some things you need to do and. And step one, quite honestly, regardless of where you live in the country, is get your survey out from when you bought the house. Yep. Take a trip to your municipality. So this is going to be a little broad range also. I don't know if you live in a city, a village, or if you're out in the sticks where you don't really have a municipality. <laughs> or the but county. you want to go check with the local you know, building department and go, all right, what? not only what can and can't I do, but your zoning department. How far back? You're going to have a rear a rear yard setback, things like that, that, you know, you have to do. Down in Florida, it's, in, it's a strange thing here. We have an accessory setback. So I could build a deck 15 feet back. Uh -huh. But now my pool setback can be 25. And then I can, you know, so you need to understand your zoning, what you can and can't do. Right. And, and it doesn't, they're not going to restrict you. 
they're going to enlighten you. Right. So if you go do this up front, when you get into the project, things will go much, much smoother. So wherever you are, go figure that out. Talk to your building department. Most of the time, you'll be shocked how hopeful they are. Oh, yeah. You know, they're not the enemy. No. They're there to help you and protect the public. Right. And the whole idea there is you're going to ask them up front for advice and, and, and you're checking things out. So they're going to give you that information because they don't want to be a pain in your ass either. And, and they don't want the no. issues later. So if they can address this now before you start, it makes everybody's life a lot easier. So before I move down here, you know, Elmhurst, Illinois is a great example. Did you know that in Tinley Park, Illinois, where I grew up, frost only goes down 42 inches. So right. if you do a post at 42 inches, you're good. Right. But in Elmhurst, frost apparently goes 48 constantly. Really? So your footing depth is at 48. <laughs> so they have adopted the code right. with amendments, and they do require ex extra depth. Sure. So you can go out there, rent a machine, dig your holes, and then have the inspector come out and fail you. Right. Because you didn't ask. But a lot of times, I don't put this on people for not asking. I put them on because they don't know what questions to ask. Sure. And that's what we're trying to help you. Because I don't know if you're in Florida, Kansas, Chicago, Arizona, California. Depending on where you live, you need to know what questions to ask. So right. zoning, what are my setbacks? How far can I go? Is this accessory? Can I build a deck over an easement? Because mm -hmm. it is removable. Although it will cost you money to remove it, but if they had to get through that easement, <laughs> yeah. But there's things like that you need to ask. Sure, sure. And and by talking to them, you'll get all this ironed out ahead of time, and it'll, things will go a lot smoother. That's right. So, all right. And then. And then. But wait, I gotta try this. And then. Dead bird. Dead bird. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my notes. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so the first thing you're gonna need is a good design. Ah, so typically drawings are done one quarter inch equals one foot. The reason for that is obviously a tape measure is done in inches per feet, right? Sure. 12 inches, blah, blah, blah. But each on a tape measure, every quarter inch is well marked. Right. So if you've ever worked construction and you get a set of drawings that are in three sixteenths, yeah. you just hate the architect because <laughs> you're out there with a Stanley tape measure standing in a field trying right. to measure something. I'm like three sixteenths, I'm like what? You know, right. quarter inch per foot. So what this is, this is called an arch architect's template. Believe it or not, you can still buy these. They're all of $7. So that scale across the top that kind of looks like a ruler is not a ruler. It is a quarter inch scale Right. Every 16 inches is a joist or it's 16 inch centers is okay. another way to say it. But all the other symbols are your door swings, your sinks, your bathtubs, toilets, things like that. They're done to scale. So if you're not just doing a deck, but a kitchen remodel, anything, if you don't have software to do architectural drafting, get a piece of paper, start drawing it out. There's your scale. Yeah. The thing on the right side where the north arrow is, mm -hmm. those are roof pitches. Oh, so you can draw out your roof pitch uh -huh. and get things accurate. That is what we used to work with before we had computers. Dating myself, not. But <laughs> yep. I still have one of those, and I still use it. Sure. I mean, it's amazing. You know, if you you get a set of drawings from an architect, they're a quarter-inch scale, and you just want to figure out, you know, how many joists you think you're going to need, you just slap that thing down and go, eh, 22. Yep, it's you right know? there. So they come in handy for doing takeoffs, not just drawings. Sure. 
Sure. But that, and this would be good enough in most cases uh, to get your drawings through the village or the municipality unless they require an architectural stamp but, or an engineering stamp. But this is enough yeah. to get you started. And at least, now you can at least communicate with the municipality what you're trying to do by doing these drawings. Exactly. I mean, like in our opening picture, that deck looks like it's maybe 16 by 20, something like that. It's a pretty sizable deck, nice railing with a with a uh, with a real nice trellis over the top. I mean, mm -hmm. I'd love to have that on any house in the Midwest, whatever, where you could sit out there, get a little shade, and it's nice looking. Yep. Um, but it might project too far for your town or for your house, so you don't know. So you need to do these sketches. Doing them to scale based on the survey you have, it's going to help a ton because then you're getting you know, it's like almost computer stuff, right? Garbage right. in, garbage out. Right. So if you just do a drawing and throw out numbers, but you're still not accurate, it's not going to work out well. So truly believe in, in doing things properly right out of the gates. And to scale. So get that design drawn quarter inch per foot. That's pretty much the way you do it. Right. Show your dimensions accurately. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you... It, Believe it or not, I mean, you know, you can have your deck. If they tell you you can't be within five feet of the rear property line, you can have a deck that's 12 foot four. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You don't have to go with even numbers ever. You can make it whatever it needs to be. Sure. So show those dimensions so that you know. Show the perimeter and show how it's attached to the house. This is always a key. And we'll take more detail in framing. Mm -hmm. But typical installation is a ledger bolted to the house. Um, but another way to do it is if you have the space, you can make a freestanding deck with two or three more posts and keep it an inch off the house. Right. And then cover that inch with decking. Now you're not attached to the house. What's the good side to that? You're not messing with flashing. You're not doing anything. You just have a freestanding deck. Right. So attaching it to the house only saves you two or three posts, but it opens up a whole can of worms for water infiltration. So right. it's it something does. to think about depending on where you're located in a wet climate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> May not attach it to the house. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. You know, so by doing the all posts, like I said, you can do that. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about is like, if you're just trying to get an idea what the cost is going to be, the one other thing you need to do is once you sketch the distance from the back wall of the house to the end of the deck, you want to look at span tables. Span tables. Well, Span we got a little head. That was actually the last one. That was the ledger one. Oh, that but ledger we're good. We'll, we'll talk about that more in framing. Yeah. But this is a span table for treated lumber, southern yellow pine, treated. And what it does tell you is that if I'm using, and don't get me wrong, I'm staying back a little bit, but a two by six, right? Uh-huh. Can only span nine foot 11 inches on 12 inch centers. But if I go to 16 inch centers, I can only go nine feet. Right. So if I wanted a deck that was... 12 feet out, right? 12 foot depth. Then I could use a two by six if I had a beam underneath it, but I could not do it clear span. If I want to do clear span, it looks like I need to go down to like a two by 10. Cause then it would give me, I think it says 11, seven on 16 centers. Yeah. You got, uh, it's 16 on center, 14 feet for okay. a two by 10 and 16 right. so, foot six for a two by 12. Right. So the point being is that now if you look at your house and maybe you're, you're, you don't have the depth, the grade, like your first floor might only be eight inches above your grass right now, right? Right. So if you needed to go to a two by 12, you'd have to dig out four inches of your yard to make that work. Yeah. Or go with Douglas. But if fur. I went to, 
Right. But if I went to a two by six, I could put a beam down the middle, split that distance in half, and then it would still work because then I'd have less than seven feet on each of my spans. Right. Right. So that's the, the sort of math that goes into that part of the design phase. So you start getting your sizes, start figuring out what do you have from first floor line to grade. You know, and of course, you never want to build up anything against your house. You never want to go over the top of foundation with dirt or, or landscaping or anything, because that just allows water to wash back in. Right. I mean, if you don't, so. you just pile dirt against the house. And then it, that, because of the grade goes away, the water runs away then too, right? Isn't that how that yeah. works? Just keep it does, dirt but, if you, the house. but if you bury your sill place or top of your foundation, you're typically under heavy rains are going to get water back in as oh, well. Oh, yeah. And it'll rot that all out. We, we okay. I should take some pictures of some of those, and we can post those. Exactly. Those so once you've got the outline of your deck done and drawn per quarter inch per foot, you've determined your joist spans, what joist you can use, how tall, mm -hmm. whether you're going to need a beam. Now, that beam does not have to be in the middle. That beam could be out you know, at 10 feet or whatever, it, whatever that span table works so that you have that sort of cantilever effect. So a right. cantilever is where the framing sticks past the beam and rule of thumb for us was always three parts behind the beam, one part in front of the beam, Yep. right? So three to one ratio. Correct. So that makes that simple enough, three to one ratio on cantilever. So now you want to figure out your decking. We're just talking quantities here because, and we'll cover types of decking in another episode because- there's decking has gotten redunculous. Oh, yeah. There you know, we're old people. We used to have green treated, right. cedar, and occasionally redwood. Right. But now we have composite decking. And we have umpteen brands, different colors, yeah. uh, and different ways to attach it. So that's truly a whole nother episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we used to screw it down or just nail it down, too. But you know, now you got all these clips and fasteners, hidden fasteners, so you don't yep. even see that. I mean, it's... There are a lot of great it's, options. It's all money. Oh, yeah. It's all money. It's all options, but, you know, the less you see them, the more they cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, again, we're trying to just put something together here for planning your deck right now. Sure. So we've got our so we've got our layout. We've got our joy span tables. Now we need to cover it with decking. Regardless of the type, it's a misnomer. So we usually use one by six for decking. Well, the nominal size of one by six is three quarter by five and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't just say, okay, if I have 100 square feet, I just divide it by two. I need 200 feet of decking because it's not, You're it's gonna not going to cover that. It's five and a half inches. Right. So you want to divide the 100 square feet by 66 square inches. 66 square inches is 12 inches long, five and a half inches tall. Right. That'll give you your 66 square inches. So now when you divide the 100 square foot, by 66 square inches, it will give you an accurate linear foot of decking, which in this case is 218. Okay. Then you want 10% waste because, you know, they're going to stagger on the joist and all that. Sure. So then you just multiply that number, that 218 by 1.1. 1 .1. So it's 100% plus 10%, 1.1. Yep. And that's going to give you a different number, which is going to be 240 linear feet. And to me, because I do this for a living, yeah. boom, done. Right. Pretty simple. <laughs> you might have to rewind this a little, go over that again, sure. but it's just doing the math on the nominal size 
And then when we talk about the decking, and we'll get into more detail, like I said, if it's treated, it's going to shrink. If it's composite, it may shrink, but far less. You know what I mean? So, and moisture content, there's a lot of variables that go into this, but just take my word for it. This this works. And stay tuned for the decking phase, if that's really what you're Yeah. But now once you've gone through all this, you've got it in quarter inch scale, you've designed your deck, you've got you figured out you're going to do a ledger, you got a rim joist, you know how many joists you need to do that, you're going to have your beam, you can figure out your point loads, which is the corners, right. you know, where you're going to carry your loads. Right. Um, so you need four by fours for those. Um, you can start putting together material lists. And now go to the lumber yard and get your price. And if you can keep moving forward, Stay with us because <laughs> we'll start talking about how you actually build the deck. You know sure. what I mean? But if we've already, if you're already outpriced yourself, then you know you might be done. Just yeah, right. run it, run it by the boss lady first if you're right. able to continue in this video. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So all right. And um, how many posts you need? Every eight feet on, uh, to support that beam, or every six feet to support that beam uh, when you're figuring out those four by four posts. Well, typically we try not to span more than eight feet, but again, it goes back to those stand span tables. If you have beams, because they have span tables for beams also, that's where you start getting more into the structural engineer slash architect, because they can determine if you took three, two by 12, spiked them together with three 16 penny nails, every 12 inches, that beam could carry far more load than two spike together with two nails every 12 inches you know what i mean sure. so that's where you might need some help with the math but there are span tables for that yep. um but the easiest way is just to add posts the more right. posts shorter the spans the more the more it's yeah. not going to move correct you know yeah and uh, as a general rule we shoot for every six feet and you know we'll well sometimes we'll do an eight but uh, when we do our layouts and we're figuring everything out every six feet just to be safe and then uh, yeah and then, you know, obviously, and that's fine for a, a, a say just an above grade deck. But if you've got a walkout basement, the last thing you want is posts that's your view from your slider. <laughs> yeah. So you may have to have less posts, which then means you have to upgrade your beam to carry that load. Correct. And even if your span's not that far, there's ways of doing it with a double rim joist at, at the outer edge mm-hmm. because that rim joist not just carrying the end of the thing, it acts as a beam. Correct. So, there are ways to do this. And, you know, like I said, we'll talk probably more about that in framing because okay. there's no way you can keep us quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. So you decided you're going to go forward with the deck. The first thing you're going to want to do is obviously go get your permit. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. But to lay out the deck out in your yard, you've got a couple of choices. You could just use some stakes and strings. But my preference is this, it's batter boards. Okay. And batter boards are nothing more than just a couple of two by fours or stakes driven in the ground with a cross brace. And what you're doing is the ledger is underneath the patio door. That's this piece right it's, here. There you go. And let's say and you want to have a deck correctly out. on this picture, by the way, but that's okay. No, it is not installed correctly, but it is a. <laughs> he's still working on it, guys. Oh, he's he, still working on th- it, guys. He just tacked it up just so he can get a level. <laughs> right. His God. buddy with the big drills coming later in the Got afternoon it. with the beer. <laughs> right. Okay. But say that deck's going to be 10 feet out. So from that ledger, he pulls out 10 feet and you put a nail in the top of that cross member you know, down there at the bottom, that's your 10 feet. You go to the other end, you do the exact same thing. 
So now you have a string that is parallel to the back of your house. You hope. <laughs> Do you hear that? No. All right, I'll continue then. I have no idea what that is. My guess is she's washing the shower. Oh, there you go. That's crazy. You know, All right. Don't hear it. It was a perfect pause after what I said. I know. I can't wait to see how he edits this all together. Uh -huh. So what loses most people is not the parallel line. That's easy, right? That's Two points in the back of your house, 10 foot, 10 foot. Yeah. It's how do you get the side lines correct? Yeah. How do you get it this perpendicular right to your there. house? That line, that one right there. Yes. Right there. That one. That one right there. there yep. Right there. They got to yep. go there to there. Okay. So... To get that perpendicular, we always just call it the three, four, five rule. Mm -hmm. It's a right triangle. Remember when you're in geometry and you go, <laughs> I'm never going to use this stuff. Uh -huh. Wrong. Three, four, we do this all five. the time. Yep. So if you were to pull off the back of your house, off the back towards your 10 foot line, you go back four feet and you went on your side of your, along the back of your house, that ledger board three feet yep. and made a mark and you did a diagonal at five foot, you'd be square. So what we try to do is extend things as far as you can. Thus, the 6, 8, 10. Sure. It could be a 9, 12, you know, 15. Sure. And in the case of our deck of going out 10 feet, you could go out that 12 feet. We'd be sure. past your string. You could go over further and so on. And you would actually end up with a very square deck. Yes. Right. As long as your tape's pulled taut. You got you to... Gotta... Make sure that yeah, well, that is part of it. Yes, sagging your tape does take up inches. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. And you don't want to sag in your tape. That's not good. No, never want to sag in your <laughs> tape. Go to the doctor for that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, we're really getting lost on this episode. <laughs> yes, so we are. it says so once you've got your string set up, you guys should have two strings coming perpendicular from your house out to your 10 foot line. Go. Yep. So, yeah. you, so you have their strings. Now go back to your drawing and let's say you want to have a beam at, at six feet. You could pull along both of those strings at six feet, and you have choices. Now, you have old school, Plum Bob. Yeah, what's his you know, name it's again? It's a little weight with a point. What was his name? Plum Bob. Oh, okay. Plum Bob. And you could hold it there, and you could wait an hour and a half for it to stop spinning. Right. Um, you could do what the guys down here do when we're building multi-million dollar houses. Yeah. They pick up a rock. They hold it over the line. Uh -huh. They drop it. <laughs> and where it hits is where they go. There you go. Perfect. Gravity doesn't what does it gonna pull it Gravity out? Gravity doesn't lie, and unless you go like this, if you just do that, let go, it drops straight down. Yeah, uh -huh. it's a plum blob. I'm not the kidding you. Work. That's how they do it here. And I laugh my butt <laughs> off because I'm like, we have tools for that. I'm like, yeah, this works. I mean, literally they're in a trench and I grab a rock off the side, I go. There you go. There was where we start. Right. That's hilarious. It's no wonder why houses are almost out of square all the time. <laughs> All right. So, so once you get those marks, then you can. You, that's, that's that's where you're gonna. You can put all of your your footings in and get all that coordinated off of those lines then too. I'm, or is that right. the next thing you're talking about? It is. What we're gonna talk about is the last thing we're gonna cover in tonight's episode. Quite honestly, is your posts. So one of the arguments goes back and forth. Do you put your posts in the ground or do you put your post on bases? So this picture I thought is perfect because yeah. what I have is, let's say I'm way north and I have to do posts at 42-inch depth. 
dig a hole 42 inches down. Right. Put in a sano tube, which is a cardboard tube. Right. Fill the whole thing with concrete. Strike the top off. Mm-hmm. Let it cure. You buy one of those post bases. It's a galvanized post base, and it usually has a built-in base inside of that. Right. So that that holds the bottom of that post one inch off that concrete. Mm-hmm. So you're stopping earth to wood contact for the most part. You know, a little snow load's not going to matter, but that will keep your post dry. The one on the right where they stuck the post in the ground and put concrete around it, yep. it's going to absorb water constantly. And then in the winter when it freezes, that's the crack you see there at the bottom. That post will expand with the frost. And it's going to blow your concrete apart. So now you don't have the, the the stability that you thought you had. Right. And this one, that post is going all the way down 42, and they just poured concrete around it, mm-hmm. which is not right. the correct way to do it. No, but it's how we did it for years. Sure. Again, we learned. We adapt. <laughs> We're like the caterpillar uh-huh. that becomes the butterfly. We metamorphosized into a smarter person. Right. We go, hey, this is no bueno. Now, now we use these. Yes. So. Cost more money. Yeah, but you have less but, post, and, and and the wood's not cheap these days. Get a six by six, no, and you're not using four feet of it, makes a big difference. Well, now this is frost. Let's go to the the blocks. Yeah, post blocks. These so I live in Florida. Things. That post block, uh-huh. that's all I need. Just put that thing in the mud. <laughs> done. No frost. No movement. That's We're good. Insane. Now, whoever so. cut, they cut this post a little short, though it looks like. I honestly did not realize that when I stole that picture off the internet. But it's nicely stained lumber. Look at that stain. I mean, they did a... Well, it's brown treated. Oh, they have a... That's a treated brown stuff that... Are you sure? You've never seen brown treated lumber? Yeah. It I doesn't have... always come green. You can get brown treated. Yeah, but it doesn't look that good. That, that, well, looks, really, that looks really nice. Well, except for the post was cut off really short. Yeah, exactly. But just and take that out the, to the truck, put it in a wood stretcher, good as new. Good as new, right, wood stretcher, sitting right. back next to the nail in longer. <laughs> exactly. But um, so anyway, those post bases there, those were great in dry climates, Arizona and, Jeez. you know, any place you got rocky ground, just grade it out, drop that baby down there where you're pretty much not going to have frost issues. Right. Those work great. I laugh because, you know, the box stores, because they're nationwide, mm-hmm. they'll send them to every store. Yes. You know, so you walk through a store in the north and you're like, what? You can't Park and stop? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Jack stand holder. <laughs> I don't know what that's for. But yeah. anyway, all right. But using those galvanized post base, well, you know, you anchor those into that concrete and you're going to be pretty good start. Yep. You know, they won't wobble on you. You don't have to worry about it too much. And you can start getting into framing, right. which we'll cover next time. Nicely stained framing like this right here so you pre-stain all of your lumber <laughs> get out the minwax and just start rubbing it all down stain it all before you put it together exxon <laughs> all right small board small board left hand big board right hand <laughs> so next I'm all week done. next week we can actually start getting we're going to talk a little bit of framing and uh and get into that a little bit more some foundation stuff so that that way we can start building our deck. So, all right, a little, there you go. little planning today, big over overview of, of what we need to do. And uh, next week we're going to get into the details of how to put, put one of these babies together. 
And if you have any questions, please post them in the comments because this is it's very difficult when you're dealing with a country the size of the United States and all the different weather and climate zones. Sure. So if you have a particular question relevant to your climate zone, please throw it up there. Yep. We'll, we'll do the best we can. I mean, Ron's working in five, six, and I'm in one, two. <laughs> yeah. So I think we have it covered. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we got most of the areas covered. We, we'll be able to figure it out pretty easy. So. Three's easy. It's just average. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, well, uh, we're going to take a quick uh, break here, and we'll be back next week uh, with an all-new uh, show on the framing. So until yes. then, keep it, square keep it square and level. level. Keep it square and level. Until next time. No, 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 no. Wait, what, are, not, what no. are we doing again? No, <laughs> I, was, I thought we, last week I thought we said we were going to change it up. I thought so too. I, was, I thought we were going to do until next week. <laughs> keep it, and we all got to say keep it square and level. Didn't we say we were going to do that? Yeah, I think it was everybody. Yeah. Say keep it square and level. Okay, everybody say keep it square and level. You ready? Okay. Until next week. Keep it square and keep level. It square keep it square and level. level. There you go. See. <laughs>